often I talk about a local for less deal where you can pay essentially half the price. And some of the offerings there are fewer than others. Some are timely, and so they go very, very, very quickly. And then others, there's a, a volume of them that allows for those to stay available for a period of time. And in fact, if you go to ksgf.com and in the rotating tiles, there will be a local for less Ozarks, and you click on it. Then I think from that page, there's another link, but you can find that there are a number of deals that are active right now. There is 37 North Expeditions. There is Beyond the Lens, Technotainment. That is a Branson offering. Uh, Clay Cooper Theater, a Getaway Golf, uh, which is here in Springfield, fantastic mini golf place. Uh, Pierce Arrow Branson Theater. There are um, for seventy bucks, you get one hundred and forty dollars worth of golfing at Springfield Golf and Country Club, Suntan City, and the View at Kimberling City. Uh, so all of those are currently available. If you want to every so often check that out, see what is available, what has not sold out, and they you will note they're all. 50% off your normal pricing. So The View, for example, which is a great uh, food and entertainment venue in Kimberlin City. I've not been there, but people I've talked to uh, really enjoy it. For $12.50, you get a $25 gift certificate there. And then Suntan City, $25 gets you $50 gift certificate. That's at ksgf.com under local for less Ozark. And while you are at ksgf.com, you can get yourself signed up for um, the app. Or you can do that actually in your marketplace. That's going to be the easiest way to do it. And with that, you will get notifications on Friday about an offering only announced on the KSGF app through the notification for Godfathers. This last Friday, it was uh, free delivery, I believe. Uh, I was actually at Godfathers, so it seemed sort of redundant, I suppose, to some degree to utilize that since I was already there and then have them just delivered there. Obviously, I wasn't going to do that, but uh, it, it varies in terms of the different deals that you get. And so the delivery one is, for a lot of people, Friday night, um, something that is significant given that the four Godfather area stores, Nixa, Ozark, Battlefield, and Springfield, they do delivery. So you can download the app and get uh, get those deals. Congressman Burleson, he is going to be joining us here in just about five minutes or so. We'll get the latest from him. Biden investigations also, I, I, I mean, the lengths the media is going in order to try and discredit Mike Johnson, the new Speaker of the House. I saw that The Atlantic had some story about his, his great-great-great-grandfather was in the Civil War, and he is like, are you, what? It, the it, Embarrassing. Oh, and they're making a big to-do. He and his wife, when they were, um, I think, first married, had adopted, at the age of 14, a youth who was black. He's a he's adult now, and they're you know, making a huge deal out of the fact that he doesn't politicize that. Some people, especially if you're a Democrat, you know, you get out there and, oh, look at me, look at... Well, he didn't do that, in fact, when he first was running, evidently, for office, um, the other kids were still kids that live at home, but the the um, son that they had well, taken in, I don't even know that they ever legally adopted him, but just took care of him and raised him from the age of 14. He was an adult, married, black man living in California with a family, and he did not, as you can understand why, did not want to be 
involved politically you know here he's a, a black guy in california and the you know raised by a republican as you can understand he's like i just you know i don't want any part of that so of course the media why why is mike johnson hiding the fact that he had a black son i you know it, it's just your typical embarrassing low-level Democrat activism masquerading as journalism in this country. Latest news update. Good morning, everyone. I'm Angela Luna. Reports of shop being fired are leaving Springfield residents frightened after the recent mass shooting in Maine. On Friday night, officers responded to a shots fired call near the Melhi Pines apartments on South Ingram Road. Officers found evidence of a shooting at a home, but have not made any arrests. There were no injuries in the incident and anyone with any information is asked to call police. One man is dead and two people are in custody after a shooting in Springfield on Saturday. Police say an argument led to the shooting off of South Sheridan Avenue. When police arrived, they found 33-year-old Jacob Gaten laying in the street with gunshot wounds. First responders took Gaten to the hospital where he later died. SPD says this appears to be an isolated incident with no threat to the public. Law enforcement arrested two people, 19-year-old Tanin Panamira and a juvenile who police did not identify. From Color 10 Studios, I'm Angela Luna. First alert forecast sponsored by St. Clair of the Ozarks Home Improvements. A sunny day today, high of 41, 24 tonight with widespread frost. And that widespread frost will continue at least in the early morning hours tomorrow. But eventually, sunshine with a high of 41. Here she is, Sarah Myers. Thank you. Well, fall is officially here, and right now you might be thinking about doing some fall maintenance, and if that is the case, I recommend that you put your roof on that fall maintenance checklist as well, especially as we are moving into the cooler weather. Now, the reason I mention that is because Josh and the Pyramid Roofing Company, they do free fall roof inspections. They can come out, take a look at your roof, make sure that you don't have any hail damage, wind damage, make sure that your gutters are up to par, your vents are working properly. And if they do find something that is just not working for your roof, they're going to work through the process with you. Maybe you're in a situation where you don't need a whole new roof. Maybe you need just a simple roof repair. Uh, the Pyramid team, they're going to be upfront and honest with you, and they'll get you all taken care of uh, before that colder weather officially makes its way into Missouri. Now, you can find all of the contact information for Josh in the Pyramid Roofing Company uh, under the Sarah's Endorsements tab at ksgf.com. I want to welcome Congressman Burleson with us this morning as a new speaker. And I know we actually talked about this last week. I believe that, uh, yeah, he uh, was at that point elected. Um, pretty much, if you watch the mainstream media at this point, he is a dangerous fundamentalist because he is a Christian who actually believes in Christianity. He doesn't just read the Bible and think, well, that's sort of an interesting thought, but he actually adheres to it. Um, uh, we're hearing it from Democrats all over the place. Jen Psaki um, played a clip of him saying that as a Christian, his worldview, you know, it comes from the Bible. And that's how we know how extreme he is. Um, I mean, I knew that these people felt that Christians were dangerous and, and um, you know, extremists. But, boy, they just feel more and more comfortable with that bigotry on full display. Welcome to the show. Um, I'm sure you're obviously hearing a lot of this as well about the new speaker. Is he as horrible and awful as we're being told? You know, hey, good morning, Nick. You know, it's it's interesting. This is the this is the world. This is the way the world thinks. This is the way that Washington D.C. thinks. If you they, their attitude is, they want you to be like Joe Biden, where 
your Christianity is simply just, it's just on paper, right? It's not actually how you practice your life or what, how you, what, how you, um, you know, form your opinion in any way. Um, you should check it at the door. Right. And that they're, they're just appalled of that anyone like myself or Mike Johnson would actually believe in, in the, in the faith that we have, that we actually carry out or attempt to carry out our personal faith. And so that's, what's causing DC to, 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 uh, to go nuts. Well, I mean, it's, clearly a dangerous religion particularly in the modern era with talk of love and forgiveness and um you know uh compassion helping one another i see why it is that that is considered to be so extreme yeah yeah <laughs> but you know what's, what's really remarkable is uh, is watching um americans um it, you know, somehow in their twisted mind, demonizing the people of Israel for being, I mean, when, when it's, what's clear is like the people of Israel are the ones being attacked relentlessly yeah. by, by these terrorist groups. And so when you, I was, I was thinking, where did this come from? Like, how has this like become so pervasive so quickly in the United States, this political view that really Hamas is the victim and the Palestinians are the victim, you know, and I, I and the, what it comes down to, like, there's, I, there's an article that came out today. It's all over the news that get, I mean, of all the people, George Soros, I mean, this guy yeah. seems to be behind everything evil, but he's been funding all of these programs and advocacy groups that, um, to spread this propaganda that, that Israel is really the, the, uh, the one that is initiating these conflicts. And, you know, I, it's hard. Look, at the end of the day, it's hard to justify that. Like, it, the reality is, is you have a people who, um, who are trying to, be, to live in a peaceful state, and they're being attacked. For just being, for just existing, and when you have a group like Hamas that says there should, there's not going to be any peace until Israel is dead, or they're gone, it, I don't, it makes, this, it's just absurd. Well, and at the same time, while I mean, you note know, the juxtapositioning of this bend over backwards in order to really try and and convey to everyone that. You know, Islam is a religion of peace while attacking Christians as being extremists. Mm -hmm. You know, if, if Ilan Omar or, you know, you have some of these individuals that are of the Muslim faith um, and they're practicing, it's wonderful, it's diversity. Uh, but if it's a Christian, that is scary. And I, you know, just, uh, of course, I am a Christian, but I think to myself, if I were from some other planet and I just arrived here and I was assessing different religions and in the modern era, how it is that the different religions and their followers treat people and support people and the areas in which you have overwhelming uh, members that vote in favor of just murdering people of other religions versus those that don't. And I'm thinking they pick the one religion that overwhelmingly has support for just flat out murdering and torturing people because they won't join their religion, while all the others are 
pretty much peaceful. Now, I mean, not that you don't have humans or humans, obviously, but whether it is Judaism or Christianity or Hinduism or these others, of course, Christianity and Judaism are the ones that get really get targeted. But it's just such a complete upside down world. It is. It's completely upside down. I, I don't. I mean, I, as a, I, I, it doesn't make any sense. But what, what's ironic is that that people who are trying to, who are protesting against Israel, who are supporting Hamas, are benefiting from the Judeo-Christian political, politically inspired system that allows yeah. for free freedom of religion freedom of speech, freedom of association, okay? They're, they're, we, they, you would not have that but for yeah. the, the long history of the people of Israel, going back to even before King David, their political structure was one of the first forms of a republic in human history. And, and we owe it to, we, we owe that part of history to them. We, we, we are the inheritance of the freedom that was originally formed thousands of years ago by the people of Israel. I mean, let alone all the other things that they that we've benefited from. Um, Isn't it but, interesting that the left now deems people who recognize, who just acknowledge and recognize history are the extremists? <laughs> I, I mean, it, it's it, it, the things that and uh, this is one of the criticisms that Speaker Johnson has gotten in his reference to the founding of the nation and those those fundamental ideals that are so drawn from Christianity. I mean, the, the founders poured over the Bible in the formation and just referencing that reality labels him an extremist. Well, that's history. I mean, that that is what actually happened. And so often, as we see with the totalitarian left, it's just about erasing history completely as we talk with Congressman Burleson this morning. Um, uh, Speaker Johnson, he was on with Fox News host Maria Bartiroma, Sunday Morning Futures, and there, of course, have been a lot of talk about subpoenas of potentially Hunter Biden. People have wondered what is going to happen with these investigations, and he's indicated that that is something that may occur. We continue to to be served up new revelations last week through Grassley, the fact that there were 40 plus or 40 confidential human sources that were all across the country uh, providing information about illegal activities of the Biden family. And we've also subsequently learned that the FBI was essentially putting out those, quote, fires, making sure that they shut down their own confidential human sources. I, I mean, just almost on a weekly basis, it, it becomes more and more evident that there is smoke everywhere. What is the talk, the feeling, your thoughts on the direction things are going to head under Mike Johnson with these investigations? Will they be on par with where where or you know, where they were with McCarthy as speaker, or will they accelerate? What do you think? I think that um, I I think that Mike Johnson is probably less political in nature than McCarthy. I think that he will um, he he will he's a guy who is an attorney. He follows the law. He follows the Constitution. He follows his his biblical worldview. And so that's what that's what guides him, not based on whether or not it's politically right. beneficial for us to 
or or whether or not we, we we're going to take political hits if we impeach Biden. If that makes sense, it does, so, and that speaks a lot. Uh, it speaks to me, and I know a number of other people as well, because what we find in the oftentimes Republicans who are explaining why they don't support such moves. And we've heard things like, well, um, we don't want to turn it into a back and forth sort of thing where they do it, we do it, they do it, we do it. Or, well, it isn't going to benefit us because of this. And I'm somebody like, well, how about if it's warranted? Let's forget whether or not it looks like Republicans are doing this or that. And is it warranted? And so it's refreshing the idea that somebody might be Speaker of the House that gauges that. Uh, is this warranted constitutionally, legally, ethically, morally? And if so, then let's look at it as opposed to worried about how it's going to make everyone look. Right. And so you have Johnson is um, he so far in his interviews, he's said that which is the facts he's he's stuck to the facts. We there is there is more than enough evidence. Jonathan Turley even said this before the the new discoveries of information before the two hundred thousand dollar check from the AmeriCorps defunct mm-hmm. hospital system that was that was directly it like went from Jim Biden's pocket to Joe Biden's pocket. That to me that's like a paper trail. Right. Uh, there, there's there's going to be more things. I think we've the I've, I've heard that there's more. Um, I've been, I've been told, I can't say what it is, but there, there is, we're trying to basically prove the validity of these things before we make them public. But there is mounting evidence that Joe Biden financially has benefited. I I believe that, uh, but so I think that they've done transactions to Joe Biden, but I think more so what we're going to find is when we actually look at the expenditures of Jim Biden's bank records, Hunter Biden's bank records. Once we get a hold of those, we'll find that that basically Joe Biden has been living off of the expenses yeah. of, of his family. Well, that's essentially and, what Hunter Biden has complained about on numerous occasions through emails and text messages that, you know, he has to give his dad, the big guy, a cut of, of all of these dollars that he get. But what I think that it is. Uh, in reality, and what we've heard from people like the brilliant mind of Claire McCaskill, what we're really seeing is just love. This is just family members loving each other. It's just, you know, a dad loving his son, a brother loving his brother. That's all this is. It's one giant love fest. It's not anything that's criminal or unethical. Congressman Burleson with us. Final question, and then anything else that you have that you, you just you may want to throw in there. We had spoken um, before Jim Jordan was not going to be speaker, but potentially he was. He was kneecapped. Yeah, 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 before he was kneecapped. And, and one of the things that you explained was his approach in terms of dealing with the budgetary issues and that he was going to be, it sounded like, supportive of a continuing resolution until uh, that April date in which if they did not get something figured out, there would have been automatic cuts. Um, what what is, if anything, known about the approach that that Johnson is planning on taking in tackling this issue? I actually like Johnson's approach better, and his approach right now is to aggressively pass the remaining appropriation bills okay. in an expedited timeline. Yeah. So, for example, this week, last week we passed. As soon as he was elected, we passed the pro-Israel Israel resolution, and then we passed the energy and water bills. This week, 
we are scheduled to pass the legislative branch appropriation bill and then the Department of Interior and Environment bill and then the nurse, the housing and urban development bill all in one day, three appropriation bills in one day. That will put us to the point where we've passed eight of the 12 with time, with still time to pass the, the remaining four. So um, it's an aggressive timeline. I think we can get it done. It's going to be a very late Thursday. It's going to be a very, very long Thursday. Um, but, but I'm excited. I think it's the right path. And if, the other thing, if you want to get an indication of, of uh, Mike Johnson's fiscal worldview, um, he's shaking D.C. already because the aid package to Israel that everyone is supporting, right. he is supporting, and, and he's not going to trade it for Ukraine. And, 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 it's, and, and he's saying that the money, the, the aid has to be paid for out of cuts from the appropriations. Mm. So the federal government can't print money, can't nice. go into debt to support Israel. We, if we're going to do it, we're going to make a sacrifice. And I think that that, it, it is shaking Washington, D.C. Hmm. And so I'm excited about that. Well, that sounds great. And, uh, of course, we'll see how it plays out. And who knows, maybe when we talk to you next week, uh, that stuff will be passed and that will be considered a great step in the right direction. Congressman Burleson, as always, it's a pleasure. Thanks for being with us this Monday. Thank you, Nick. Have a great week. All right, you do the same. Springfield's Talk 1041. I'm Nick Reed. Are we ready for this? last minute giveaway that was thrown at us yes we are i got it all set up all right so what do people before we go to traffic here what do people need to know okay so we have four pair it's very exciting i know it is a last minute thing it's out it's combo passes for hotel of terror and dungeons of doom these tickets are good until tomorrow night. So if this is something that you want to do tonight or tomorrow night, you can text our American Transmissions talk and text line. That phone number is 417-447-5743. Now you will text the word terror to the text line. The word is terror. And you will have to pick these up at the station. We're open what? Uh, I don't know. 8 a.m. to 5 p.m., yeah, I believe. Something like that. So uh, make sure this is something that you'll be able to do. Like I said, they are good until tomorrow night. So uh, if that's something that yeah, you're interested a 40, in, Yeah, 40 plus dollar value. Yeah, I think uh, Jeremy said that it's like $84 per pair. So that's a pretty good deal. Or, or, uh, for it's a combo pair pass. pair of combos. Yes. Yeah, because it's like 22 or 24 individually. But if you go to both, if you get for both the combo pass, it's a little bit off. So a pair of combo pass. Yeah, that's a great yeah. deal. So if that's something you're this interested in. This was the in. first year that we did the Dungeons of Doom as I've well. I've never been there. I've heard it's amazing. Have though. you done the Hotel of Terror? Not, uh, you know what? It's been a long time, probably high school or college. They're both fun. Yes. They're fun. It's yeah. a neat thing. And I, one, of the, one of the reasons that I like it is because you do see groups of younger people out together talking to each other socializing it's interesting i think it's because it's the atmosphere as we have stood in line the last couple of years 
and, and because it's something new and I don't know if it's the outdoor, but what you don't see, at least in my experience, what I haven't seen while the people are standing in line is that they're all buried in their phones. While you are obviously going to have some people out on the phone at any given time, I just noticed that you have these younger people that generally have their faces buried in their phone and they're talking to each other and they're laughing and telling, you know, and it's just a nice, I think needed human interaction that we seem to lack so much. And um, for all of the things in the city, for people to do together as families and particularly that are appealing to younger people uh, to facilitate that interaction with one another without the being anchored to a phone the entire time. I think it's, it is a huge benefit to, uh, Springfield. And if you haven't done it, it's a fun thing. Of course, if you just don't like scary stuff, then it, you know, may not be for you, but, uh, we like it largely because we're together doing a fun thing together. Okay. We're going to get a traffic update coming up. Uh, did you know, Mike Johnson, the new speaker has a black adopted son quote adopted. If you watch Saturday night lives cold open, which opened pretty funny. It was Joe Biden decorating the Oval Office for Halloween, and he's breathless because he's old, but he makes sure it's, oh, it's not because I'm just so excited about Halloween. They poke fun of his age and his instability uh, as he gets up on a ladder and then gets a little scared, so he gets back off. But then there's the introduction of uh, the new speaker, Mike Johnson, and in it they reference his black son, uh, quote, adopted son. And of course, they present it as if there's something weird going on, something strange. Don't ask any questions. It's almost like they're, I don't know what they're suggesting. I have my thoughts and ideas about what they want people to believe, but I, I don't know that it's necessary to get into that. But what is the situation? What? What? He's got a black, what is, what is this? I'll, Fill you in coming up. Plus, Hillary Clinton, another event uh, in which she has somebody from the audience holler questions at her, this time about her husband going to statutory rape island 26 times. That would be Epstein Island. Uh, that apparently too much for Hillary as immediately swarmed by armed individuals that physically drug the person away. It's pretty much what you would see in any sort of dictatorship when you question authority about things you're not supposed to talk about. Uh, First alert forecast sponsored by Navant. Employee benefits that work. Sunshine 41 today. Uh, tonight, widespread frost down to 24, widespread early morning frost tomorrow, sunny high of 41. So you got your winners and everything. All right, fantastic. If you did not get picked for the private showing of the Burbs at Alamo Draft House this Saturday with us, you have a, a final chance. Our happy hour at Retro Metro, you can come by and get registered for some tickets uh, there. And if you win, then you'll get to join us the following day at... Alamo Draft House for The Burbs, uh, one of my all-time favorite movies, though I've never seen it in the theater, so I'm very excited about doing that. Many people for the very first time were introduced to the fact that new speaker Mike Johnson has an adult black son while watching the cold open of Saturday Night Live. The open was Joe Biden decorating the Oval Office for Halloween, and during uh, a portion of it, you had 
um, one of the SNL actors portraying the new speaker, Mike Johnson, arrive with an adult black person that is his son and uh, confusion about it. And then uh, referencing that it was weird and don't ask questions. I'll just say it. I almost got the sense that they were trying to suggest that there was some sort of sexual relationship there, that the, that this is a very mysterious adoption. Don't ask questions. It's all very weird and not it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Now, I suppose to people on the left, it probably is difficult to figure out because most things, particularly for those on the left that are in the world of politics, nothing is ever done unless it is done for personal gain or political gain. There isn't any goodness of heart. There isn't. I mean, we see how, for example, they are portraying Mike Johnson because he's rooted in Christianity. To them, that makes him an extremist because he actually lives. He doesn't just look at Christianity as some sort of fun little philosophy that every so often you may reference in order to validate your actions, but he actually genuinely believes and tries to live a Christian life. And because this is how twisted the mind is of the left. And and Congressman Burleson noted this earlier, that they prefer a Joe Biden's type of Christianity where you don't actually live it. You kind of wear it as a label. Oh, you get shown going into church. Um, you use it for photo ops. Now, to them, that is actually not only not wrong or unethical, that is how a good Christian behaves. A good Christian is someone who just uses it as a label. A good Christian is somebody who doesn't actually believe or live by Christian values, but instead uses it for marketing purposes, uses it for a status symbol, but and because of that, they also know when it's not appropriate to use it, see? They would actually rather, and they believe it is virtuous to fake being a Christian than to actually be one. And because they don't understand actual Christianity, it's one of the reasons that they had such a difficult time understanding, how could Christians support Donald Trump? I think that it, they don't understand why would some white Republican in the South uh, take in a black kid? That doesn't make sense. What would he have to gain for that? He's a Republican. And so I suspect it probably really is confusing to them because nothing they do comes from a genuine place of caring or compassion. It's all marketing. Now, apparently, when uh, a long time ago, Mike Johnson and his wife took in a, I think it was 14 at the time, black kid. And this, uh, this, son of theirs they consider him a son he's when mike johnson first ran for office um by that point this individual was an adult male with kids a family of his own living out in california and so when it came to running for office and pictures of the family together it was him and his wife and the kids that lived at home and there was evidently a conversation he had with the 
adopted son, which I think they never actually legally adopted. They just cared for him. About how they wanted, if anything, for him to play into it. Because let's just be honest. If you are a Republican that is white, and it is expected in commercials and in your bio that you're going to have stuff about your family. And so here is you and your wife and your kids that live at home. They're all, you know, kids. And then in there is an adult black man who doesn't even live in the same state as you because he's an adult married with kids of his own. That would have been mocked relentlessly as him using this black person who doesn't even live it, hasn't even been in his care for a de- or for almost a decade. It would have been just ripped to shreds as using a black person in order to look less racist. We all know that's the reality of it. And probably more than anyone, the adopted son, his name's uh, Michael, did not want to be subject to that. And you can understand why, especially if you're living out in California. And you have a black family and you know what the media is going to do. The media is going to try to do anything and everything they can in order to dig up dirt on you or on the, you know, anything that you did wrong while you were in the care of the congressman or at that time, the person running for Congress so that they could, you know, just eviscerate that relationship. And apparently Michael Johnson, the black son, he didn't want any part of that. And honestly, it makes sense. I mean, if you think about it, whenever you, for the most part, if you are, you look at somebody who's running for office and, you know, they, they don't generally have part of family photos and some may, I guess, but adult children that live far away, you know what I mean? Maybe if it's a Christmas thing or something, but it's just nothing about the way that this was dealt is in any way, shape, or form unusual, if you're honest. It is not unusual, given the political components involved here, that this adult black son did not want to get caught up in any sort of crap the media would pull. It is not uncommon for somebody who's running for office not to have their adult child be part of the campaign. While some may, it's not unusual for that not to be the case. But of course... The media has to turn it into something weird. Pop culture like SNL has to portray it as something almost weird and perverted, like don't ask any questions, you know. This is because Mike Johnson is a Republican, a lose-lose situation, and we all know it. Because of the way this was dealt with in terms of the context of politics Mike Johnson is portrayed as somebody that's kind of weird and trying to hide something. And, you know, well, why is he only showing his white kids? Is he ashamed that he has a black child that he adopted? On the other hand, if Mike Johnson had, compared to his children age children, this adult black male with a family of his own in all of the campaign ads as a family member, then he would have been ripped left and right up and down for just using a black person as a token for his political advantage. So I think we can all recognize no matter what he did, 
This, though, gives us, once again, further insight. It's not even insight at this point, but a dosing of the media, not in any way, shape, or form, being anything other than the propaganda wing of the Democrat Party. The Atlantic had a story, incidentally. That goes all the way back to his great, 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 great somebody that was in the Civil War on the side of the South. And what it's trying to do is juxtapose that, I guess, that his great, great whatever in the Civil War took some position regarding insurrection uh, and and how he wouldn't support insurrectionist post-Civil War during Reconstruction. But Mike Johnson, he supported insurrections, even his. Ancestors who were Confederate soldiers didn't support insurrection. This is how dark, depressed, and desperate the media is. They're just an absolute embarrassment unto themselves. All right, Sarah Meyer. Thank you. Hunting season is among us, friends. And if you are looking to get out there this season and you are needing to do some ammo stocking or maybe you are looking to add to your firearm collection, I want to recommend my friends down in Monette Quick Draw Gun. Now, Brad and his team, they will make the process incredibly simple for you, whether you are needing to uh, stock up on ammo or you are looking to add to your firearm collection. Or maybe you're like me and you are just now getting into uh, purchasing your first ever firearm and you have tons of questions, maybe you're a little nervous, whatever the situation is, Brad and his team, they are happy to help you out. Now, if you are wanting to head down there, you can find all of the contact information plus the hours and the actual physical location, the address for a quick draw gun. All of that is going to be housed under the Sarah's Endorsements tab at ksgf.com. Uh, Hillary Clinton was at an event in which she was, of course, supporting one of the worst human beings in politics, Sheila Jackson Lee. And this was at an event where she was, uh, I think that election is coming up, maybe even tomorrow. Uh, She's running for mayor in uh, Houston. And there was someone during the event that stood up, Alex Rosen. He's a 23-year-old activist. And he asked why Bill Clinton visited Jeffrey Epstein's home so many times. Well, I think we all know why. I mean, why does a person go to a bar? It's to drink. Why does somebody go to an island where underage girls are trapped as prisoners and forced to be raped by powerful rich men? (laughs) Well, not for the scenery. The crowd of Democrats, evidently the Me Too movement is well over because instead of going, yeah, that's a really good question. Why was Bill Clinton so many times a guest on Rape Island? They booed, booed the activists down as he asked the question. What a compassionate, caring group of individuals always looking out for the young people always looking out for girls always looking out for women and here's somebody just asking a straight up question hey why is why why is this and they shout the guy down and boom and incidentally he was swarmed by i don't know if these were law enforcement security a combination physically drug out and i just thought to myself this is this is hillary clinton's not even an elected official But this is the sort of thing you see in totalitarian regimes. How dare you question someone like Hillary Clinton 
If you dare do so, you will be physically dragged out. This is no different than what you would see at some sort of event in Russia or any other country, Venezuela, for example, in which dictatorships rule and you have somebody dare ask one of the elite a question that makes them look uncomfortable because of the truth. I'm sure you'll hear more of it throughout the day. We didn't get too deep into the details, but increased threats to Jewish people, Jewish students here in the United States, uh, including other countries as well. The anti-Semiticism that we see on the left is becoming more and more brazen. And it's just, I think, insight into what has been festering within the Democrat Party for some time, and it's just now beginning to be exposed. Glenn Beck is coming up next. I will talk to you tomorrow. I'm Nick Reed.